This is Stu Strauss, the Woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. I am currently on flight. Let's see here what we got here. Looking at my app. What do we got here? Flight AA2183. Gate C10. Going here from Nashville to LAX. Seat 20A. Looks like uh, we're going to be departing at 8.16 p.m. here. Today is... Today is... December 28th, Saturday. Um, For those of you who have been listening to the past maybe, maybe three podcasts. They were all during my stay with the family. And uh, today we went hiking. I didn't do any podcasting while we were hiking. But we went hiking on this trail. Wonderful. Took some photos of turtles um, and other such nonsense. Little Jojo just does not like sitting still. Little Joshua just does not like sitting sitting still. And so they let him out of the out of his. Um, stroller and he just took off just went running just went running like crazy and uh, Josh had to go my brother had to go chase after him and then I chased after him because I wanted to catch the footage my plan is to edit the I didn't even get a lot of footage but got some footage here and there so I'm going to edit that together and put it up most likely onto IGTV get that up there wow man it's just really cool to see those guys again and reminisce catch up we sat around the campfire last night he and Monica and I, you can actually see uh, a fun photo that I took of them. If you go to Instagram, uh, Inspirato Projecto on Instagram, you'll see a very fun photo of them in front of the fire. Just a great one. That was cool. That was really cool to be able to just burn a fire in their backyard. It's just so awesome. So now, uh, yeah, just got on the plane. About to fly back to Los Angeles. And uh, it's crazy to think only a couple days here until the Yachtly Crew show. 
the New Year's Eve show at Discovery Ventura. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So my vow to myself is to get volume three of my sketchbook series. I have two of the sketchbooks out already. You can actually find them on Amazon. If you look up CEC Sketchbook Volume 1, you can just type in VOL number 1. CEC Sketchbook Vol 1, and then CEC Sketchbook Vol 2. So I'm currently, I scanned all the pages for Vol 3. So I plan on getting that done before, you know, the next couple days, before the new year. It'll be like a, a send-off, you know, send-off of 2019, moving in a, into 2020. And I've got to download the template. I've got to fit all the pages still some work to do left on it. However, it's going to be fun. And um, once I have that out there, you can bet your bottom dollar I'll be promoting it like a banshee on this podcast and on my Instagram. If you'd like to become friends with me on Instagram, go to Inspirato Projecto and follow me. I'll follow you. I'll like your pictures. I'll comment on your pictures. Let's let's reciprocate. Let's collaborate. Let's do it. Let's do it. We've got Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast. She's one of my friends. We've got Tanika Drake. Uh, so many, so many good people. Clay. So many great people. Martha's Place, Yovi, just wonderful people. Oh, of course, Mr. Turetsky. Mr. Turetsky, uh, Bradley. Just, just a fun time overall. So, hope to see you there. And uh, since this is the top of the top. You know, the beginning of this episode, I will be adding more information after I get home tonight. So, we shall see. We shall see what shall transpire. If you want to contribute to the podcast, please email inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Of course, you can send me a message on the official hotline which is 561-203-9179. You can call it up, call the voicemail, leave a message, and I, I will include it on the podcast. I've done it in the, past, uh, in the past, and I will continue to do it again. So, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Isn't that crazy? A whole nother year has passed us by. Another year. All right.
talk to you more later. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. and place your seat in the upright position. If you haven't already done so, please fasten your seatbelt, insert the metal fitting into the buckle and pull the strap so it's tight across your hips. To open your seatbelt, lift the top portion of the buckle. Keep your seatbelt fastened when the seatbelt sign is on and just in case there's turbulence, keep it on whenever you are in your seat. USL requires compliance with lighted and posted signs and crew, crew member instructions. All flights are non-smoking. This includes e-cigarettes. It's against the law to tamper with, disable, or destroy any smoke detector in air, aircraft laboratories. The safety card in your seatbelt pocket explains the safety features on this aircraft, including the location and operation of exits and flotation devices. This airplane has two exit doors in the front, two exit doors forward at the wings, two exit doors behind the wings, and two exit doors in the back. All exits have evacuation slides to use in an, in an emergency. When directed to exit, jump onto the slide and move away from the airplane. In a water in evacuation, the exit door slides in the front and the back of the aircraft can be detached and used for flotation. All exits are clearly marked with signs and opening instructions. If needed, exit path lighting in the aisle will illuminate near the floor to guide you to an exit indicated by signs and lights. Keep in mind the closest exit may be behind you. In the event of an emergency, leave all belongings and proceed to the closest usable exit. If needed, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead compartment. Remain seated with your seatbelt fastened and pull the mask down to start the flow of oxygen. Place the mask over your nose and mouth and put the elastic band over your head. Pull the straps to tighten and breathe normally. Put your, put your mask on first before helping others. Oxygen is flowing even if the bag does not inflate. Your life vest is in the compartment under, under or next to your seat. Pull the strap to remove the life vest pouch. If equipped with an elastic harness, remove the harness before opening the pouch. Take the vest out as shown on your safety card and put it over your head. Wrap the strap around your waist, attach the buckle and tighten. Inflate your vest as you leave the airplane. Pulling down on the red tab or by blowing into the red tube. Never inflate the vest inside the airplane. All vests have a light that turns on automatically in the water. If necessary, an infant light vest will be distributed by a flight attendant. Safety card shows you how to use it. We will be dimming the cabin lights for takeoff. Individual reading light controls are overhead. We do thank you for your attention. Now as we ask, sit back, relax, enjoy your flight to Los Angeles. I just had this idea for 
a name for a maybe a superhero or at least the story of something called the grief thief and it's someone who has the superpowers to be able to take away the grief from anyone which I think would be awesome if you were to be able to be the grief thief and just go whoosh, let me sop it all up then where does that grief go? Can you then disperse it as well? Maybe in the story, you know, they sop it all up and they feel it. And then, you know, maybe they just like, oh. And then. Maybe. Ah, maybe if they're like at a bank and someone's robbing it. Then they go and they blast him with grief. And now those people just start crying. They don't want to rob the bank anymore. They just want to cry. But then after they're caught, then they take away the grief again. Maybe the grief is saved in a containment thing. A backpack type of thing on the utility belt. Like, just imagine that blasting, like, sort of like with the bad guys trying to steal the, from the bank or whatever. Imagine you've collected decades centuries even worth of grief from a number of people and now you give that grief and you go to that person they're they're going to you know just break down and cry the thing that led me to this was a really interesting message that my friend Noel had put up onto her Instagram. It says, grief, I've learned, is really just love. It's all the love you want to give but cannot. All of that unspent love gathers up in the corners of your eyes, the lump in your throat, and in that hollow part of your chest. Grief is just love with no place to go. So, when we think about grief, it comes from, you know, oh, they're they're like, ah, uh, they're grieving um, a decision or a moment that they wish that they could have taken, but they didn't. Uh, or, um, obviously, grieving the death of a, a loved one or the grief that they might feel if, you know, with regret, the feeling of regret, they feel that grief, like, oh. Why didn't I just ask out that girl? Uh, the grief of unfinished projects. The grief of not sticking the landing. And so that makes sense. That totally, you know, that fits right in line with it. Because the, there's the grief... it. 
you know, or getting your hopes up about something and bam, it doesn't come through. That's grief. You could feel some grief, a lot of grief, get broken up with. You know, there's this idea in your brain that there's going to be a follow through, that there's going to be this, this ongoing, there's a momentum. There's a momentum of being all in on something. And then it just stops. And then you're left hanging with nowhere, yeah, nowhere to give that love. Maybe this is why people don't like to get their hopes up. They don't like to dream big. They're afraid of the grief involved. They don't want to grieve. Wow. So yeah, the grief thief. It's my first day, you know, sleeping here since being back. We got in last night. We got in last night, and uh, it's just so great to see the cats again. As you can hear, the cats are very content. <laughs> so cool. Uh, it's just... Uh, really cool you know when you think about this this is crazy if if a cat's life I don't know if we talked about this yet or not but if a cat like they say a cat's life like one year of a cat or two years or whatever you multiply that by seven is that what it is to equal like a human so apparently like if you think about that time is relative to everyone so if cats die when, you know, generally when they're 15 or something, we had a cat that lived to 21. So let's just use that as the standard here, the gold standard. So let's say uh, cats generally live to be 21 dogs. And you compress that to, let's say a human, let's just say for now, 100 years old, humans are living to be 100. So 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. So if time is relative to each one of us, it's kind of like in the olden days, people would live much shorter. And so you'd see these little, these little kids, you know, you're like, they're like 16. Like we saw a picture of my dad who's, he was 13, but he looked like he was like 20, 21. And so, and not to say in the, you know, I don't know, you know, there's, there's just certain interesting things when you look back, like, let's say the twenties, 1910s, uh, early 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 some of these guys they look old but they're young and so it's it was this relative thing so imagine for for cats if if you got them are is one minute what is one minute equal in their lifespan think about that so let's say we're sitting at a bus stop and we feel like we sit there for 40 minutes waiting for a bus. We sit there for 40 minutes. Now to ma imagine in another, you know, creature's reality, that full 40 minutes that you waited there is actually only two seconds of their life. So when we're gone, from the house for five days 
how many years, how many months, maybe just just months or weeks, how many weeks of torture did we actually put our cats through? I don't want to say torture. That's terrible. That's horrible. How many weeks of absence from them? How, how many weeks were we without them? Because these guys are sticking to me like glue. I was, we were gone, I think five days, 22nd through the 28th. And uh, these cats are just like sticking to us like glue. They're just like, yeah, don't you ever leave again. Don't you darn ever to leave again. They're very hungry too. So imagine that. So imagine that. The average human eats, you know, three times a day. Uh, and cats, you know, depending on how many times we feed them. Let's say if we feed them three times, that's actually, um, let's say you feed them every three hours or something, four hours. I don't know. I don't know. To them, that four hours was like waiting a whole day. Imagine waiting a whole day in between food. Could you handle that? It's possible. It's totally possible. But I mean, right now, unless you're already kind of in that regime, someone who fasts a lot, someone who is used to um, having to not eat that much because you got bills to pay instead. I've been there. I am there sometimes. Um, but I could... What's interesting is the more that I'm dreaming big, the more that I'm imagining astounding possibilities for Yachtly Crew, the more that I'm diving into my interests, like I, like I think I said earlier in this podcast, I'm working on volume three now of... Uh, of the book or whether it's Kapower. Who knows what the thing is, whatever the project is. The more I go all in into that enjoyment of creating that, the excitement that's involved with that thing, uh, the more good fortune I've noticed comes my way. And it, it used to be, you know, an interesting ball game making making the ends meet however i think i also wanted it that way maybe there was something inside of me that wanted that sort of that struggle or to give myself the opportunity to redefine it redefine it not define it as struggle but define it as that's that was just how it was it's interesting that attitude it is what it is since since nothing actually has built-in meaning, it's up to us to give give the meaning to it. So, are we struggling? Are we starving? I've I've gone days. I've gone, you know, like an entire day without eating, or maybe having a uh, peanut butter jelly sandwich. I mean, this happens to everybody to some degree. These are also the people who would survive better. Um, let's say in one of those situations, like Lost, and their plane crashes to a remote island. And these people survive, and there you are. Who's going to survive easier? The people who are who are eating six meals a day, or the people who 
are eating once a day. You know, there are there's a there's a there's a whole there's a whole culture out there called the breathitarians. Have you heard of this? The breathitarians, they survive. They claim only on oxygen. Now, I don't know if that means no drinking water as well, because we always hear that you can die if you don't drink your water. However, that's there's a whole bunch of crazy studies about that as well, about about people going for great lengths of time without drinking water. There's this there's this uh, interview that I saw with this guy who had he said he had cameras on him. He was on a TV station, and you know he told him he was a breathitarian and he uh, he wasn't eating anything, wasn't drinking anything, and these people he went on onto this game show or something this kind of like reality show of some sorts and they uh they actually videotaped him they showed him without eating or drinking do you think you could handle that could you handle not eating or drinking the other thing that i'm curious about is have we ever seen an overweight person from let me rephrase this is it possible to become overweight um like, let's say if you're just constantly eating lettuce, constantly eating uh, fruits, if you're just always eating bananas, always eating strawberries and, 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 and vegetables, let's say if your diet was only that, just the, only that, is it possible to be, you know, I should probably ought to Google this, but is it possible to be, if you're truly, I mean, one considers that healthy. So if you're that healthy, and being, let's say, let's say, getting fat on your body, becoming overweight, is a byproduct of unhealthiness. Can you become fat from eating a whole bunch of fruits and vegetables? Is that possible? Some might think that eating a lot of potatoes, you'll become fat. Well, that's not, it's not the case. So far in my studies, I was eating a lot of potatoes. Wasn't making me fat. Um, others maybe, who knows? Who knows what they put on it? I don't know. Who knows what they're eating it with? So I'm just curious. That was, that was a curi- curious thing in my brain. That was a, a curiosity. A curiosity. By the way, folks, those of you who like to make... You know, videos... Uh... There are a lot of great editing, video editing apps out there. And these apps have like, the, the effects that they are achieving these apps are similar to what movies were spending millions and millions of dollars on, 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 on paying computer graphic artists to, to, to do. To stitch together pixel by pixel. Putting every perfect pixel in every perfect place. There are teams, uh, master computers, CPUs, lots of stuff taking up spaces of warehouse. And now there are these filters that you run it through it. And it's, it's a cartoon. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, there are a whole bunch of them out there. You know, when you start combining these things, that's that's part of the fun too. You know, let's say uh, you shoot your special effect things and 
and this app over here or that app over there. Uh, Clips is one of them I just discovered. So much fun. I didn't realize it was already on my phone. I haven't once investigated that. And there I was. I was over there at their house, and Monica's making these really cool... Um, shooting these really neat videos. And I'm asking her, what the heck are you doing? What kind of app are you using for this? There he is. Yeah, it's a little race car. A little race car. By the way, have any of you been able to check out Santanitas? My Christmas movie. Santanitas. It's on IGTV right now. If you go to Inspirato Projecto, no, if you go to Instagram, you got to go to Instagram because that's it, Instagram TV, IGTV. My prediction is IGTV will one day become its own television channel on TV. I don't see why not, you know. What's so interesting is that a lot of these folks, they, they, totally expand out in these areas but it's up on IGTV Santanitas S-A-N-T-A N-A-T-A-S Natas Santa Natas a Christmas movie so look that up if you go to yeah you just go go to my page you can check out uh, you'll see sort of like a little thing looks like a TV set icon with a little squiggly like a little lightning bolt across the screen click on that bad boy and that'll show you the various uh, movies I've been concocting in IGTV it's such a blast such a blast I use Video Leap for my editing program On it through my iPhone, because I'm just getting a kick out of experimenting with this. I mean, this is just, it's blown my mind that any of this stuff is possible. I mean, God, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's funny because back in the day, we only had camcorders to shoot stuff with, and now you can use video apps to make it look like you're shooting on a camcorder. I mean, it's funny. You go far in the future to test out all this stuff and then you go, okay, well now let's let's dial back to what does it look like here. There are some of these apps that make it look like Super 8mm film, which is awesome. Man. I just love it. I just love it. It's crazy. Things like TikTok. I'll edit things in TikTok. You can add music in there and then you save the video. Um, or uh, what else, what else, what else? Um. Yeah, check out all these different things if you're a filmmaker, you know. And then if you're a podcaster, God, so kitty, you were so cool. If you're a podcaster, definitely da- uh, download Anchor.fm. Download that app immediately. Anywhere that you can go, anywhere, anything you do, there it is. I mean, you'll hear my. You probably already heard my sponsorship thing that I did this for this thing, but.
just fascinating. Fast, fascinating. It's like having your own radio station. How cool is that? We've, we've put the power into our own hands. I love it. I love it. You want to create something? Go out and create it. You got an idea? Go ahead and make it. Gosh. Oh, low on battery here. Better save this now. Here's your fun fact. A cat's heart beats twice as fast as a human heart. 110 to 140 beats a minute. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. We have now arrived to a Walmart to purchase some items of interest. Uh, And to, of course, do some earthling observations. Because what's the point of going out into the world unless you're going to do earthling observations? To me, that's what that's what it's all about. Earthling observations. I mean, if you don't got them, you know, if you don't got earthling observations, what are you doing? I gotta park a little better. I'm looking at my parking job, and other people are too. I'm pretty sure. Getting a little, giving a little uh, glance in my general direction. In my general direction and my sergeant direction. And in my private direction. There we go. That's private, Sergeant. What's the general idea here? What's the general idea here, Commander? That's private, Sergeant. What's the general idea here, Captain? That's private, Sergeant. So, uh... I think that's one of the most important things if you're going to go out there into the world. Might as well do some... Earthling observation. Um, Because... It's fun just to see how different creatures interact with each other. It's interesting, really. Every earthling has their particular bubble, their particular paradigm of entertainment and uh, point of view. Their own particular perspective on how to do it the best way that they're you know, everyone's trying to do it. And some have been duped into being the mindset of having to step over the backs of others. Others have been uh, shown the benefits of cooperation and reciprocation and all that razzmatazz that is just glorious and holy when it comes to harmonic resonance with a group or tribe of um, well-meaning folks. It's been a while since I've been to one of these places. I forget that sometimes it can get crazy around here 
with the way that folks move and groove. Every person has their own way of doing it. Um, some might be wise guys, trying to get in your way intentionally. Others are, most likely I'm thinking just probably accidentally, accidentally getting in your way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be back with you shortly. Um, I'm having a hard time concentrating right now. I'll be back in a second. Uh, I'm on my way home from this social experiment and uh, I think I truly believe if it was mandatory for every single person in school mandatory for them to learn the golden rule everything else would just work itself out the golden rule Here's some supplemental material. Improv games. Particularly give and take. Learning the art of give and take. Give and take. And give. Uh, The idea, teaching the idea of there not being any lack of abundance. Uh is what you'll find sometimes in these situations. Uh, grocery stores, Walmarts, Targets. There, there's, uh, you'll see it through the, sometimes you'll see it in the uh, parking lots. You'll see it definitely inside of the facility where there's that, there's that me first attitude. Uh, maybe a lot of these people brought, um, came over here from cultures where they were just so used to this idea of, and it was, and it was so, and it was so just branded. It was just so, um, 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 brainwashed into their skulls. The idea of me, 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 me. There isn't enough. There isn't enough. There isn't enough. If I don't take it, someone else will. Uh, So when you get into sort of, let's say, stop sign situations, um, coagulations of cars where, let's say you got to turn left, that usually seems to be something interesting to, to try to do out there on the streets is turning left. And um, you're in one of those situations where there's just like a lot of cars that are just all coming around from different directions. Same things with, with airports too, getting into lines. Um, in that sense, you don't have a barrier. You don't have a shield in front of you. So it's just a human versus human. And it's kind of an easier thing to negotiate. Oh, may I go in front of you? I notice that, you know, three, three or four people in your line went ahead of me. I, you know, what are your thoughts about me now? 
stepping forward. And would you mind waiting for me? You kind of negotiate a little easier that way. Uh, however, when you're inside a car or behind a grocery cart, uh, they, you know, it's it's a little, I suppose, trickier negotiating that type of thing. One might say. So, there's got to be that awareness on both parts. That awareness of like, share it, share it, share it. Being aware of it. Being aware of it. And when you do that, that is the ensemble mindset. This is what all great jazz musicians know. And love. They love giving the spotlight to the other players and they love taking the spotlight. Loving taking the spotlight as much as loving giving the spotlight, when you can when you can balance it out where the joy you get is just as equal. Oh my gosh, just imagine that. It's a fun feeling. Tell me your most recent examples of the give and take mindset where you have been in situations where everybody had their turn to say and everybody's ideas and opinions and whatnots were considered. Uh... Where was there was that aspect of, okay, you went, now he's going to go. Okay, now you went, now she's going to go. Okay, she went, now you're going to go. It just works out so much better that way, doesn't it? It's like shuffling cards. Sometimes three or four cards get ahead of the other card. That's okay. Every turn, you know, every card gets shuffled. So... That would be, I think, an essential ingredient. Teaching that art. Of everybody gets a turn on the ride. Everybody gets a turn on the ride. And how how do you teach? How do you teach the good, the value, the good feeling? How do you teach a kid? What I'm curious about is teaching the kid. Like where they make that mental connection where it's like, wow, that feels good to see see good stuff happen for that person. How do you actually teach that? It has to happen at a... Uh, you know, you just do that at a young age where it's just part of the culture. Where the kids growing up you know, even as far as being in the womb, who knows what kind of magic comes through there? Who knows what kind of magic comes through there? That's why they play uh, Baby Einstein for the kids in the womb, because there's there there's still vibes. The baby's listening to this inside, and. When the mom is feeling those feelings, the baby is getting blasted with those feelings. When the parents are talking, arguing, communicating with people, bam, they feel that in there. So imagine if while the baby was in the womb, the mom and the dad, and heck, let's say even all the way up until 
uh, the dad impregnates the mom all the way up until that point that kind of behavior is fostered so it's like it, it comes way before uh, the birth of the baby the reciprocation the cooperation the golden rule that you know that's just taught long before so I would say aspects of that and this may sound radical would include being involved with a a diet you know a strict healthy diet of cooperation fueled situations um refraining from being involved with let's say sports where it's a competitive thing me versus you Um, being involved with activities where people are helping each other grow language uh, books all that jazz so all of that stuff imagine like okay so imagine the sperm is being manufactured from somewhere. It's being manufactured from the thoughts and desires and the and and the you know the spiritual nutrition that's going into that body. Same thing with the eggs. Imagine that. A brand brand new eggs, you know. Bam. They grow. Every time after a, a period, there's a brand new opportunity. There's a brand new chance. And uh, so it's filling the brain with filling the, the eggs, the sperm, filling it with that those great vibes, those good vibes. So then what happens? You give birth to this kid and then you continue on with that. So that way it's not like a foreign thing. It's not like, okay, now we got to catch up. Now we got to figure out how to do this. You've already been doing it. So then you have the kid, and the kid sees, you know, through the, they hear through the language, they see through the actions, that type of behavior. And then they themselves, they, they enact that among their peers. Now imagine you've got a whole community like that. Bam, it just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and going. Going and going and going and going and going. going. So the kids grow up seeing the the parents being excited for each other's accomplishments. Clapping for that effort, for the action, for the follow through of the intention. Um where we there's less of an emphasis on working hard, or we don't, we don't even like use that word working hard. Like uh is drudgery um, where it's working excitedly working passionately working happily maybe even erase the word work or change the definition of what that is so it doesn't it doesn't sound like this drudgery 
that has to be done. So it's the idea of mostly just being excited with following through an intention. Um, like, cool. This person had this idea and they, they followed through. They had this intention. They went for it. Bam. They hit the target. Or they... Whatever, you know, insert analogy. They swam the laps that they intended to do. They published the book they intended to write. Etc., 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 etc. And it just goes on like that. So... That's what I've observed. And this is a message that continues to be preached. Is that the word we want to hear? Throughout my programs. Message that continues to be celebrated. I'll put it that way. Ah! It's a, uh, a mindset and a practice that is celebrated in each of these podcasts. And those of you who have been listening a while or even over the past few, you know, you'll, you'll most likely hear me talk about this once in a while. It's a reminder. It's a reminder to you and to me. We're casting spells here, folks. We're casting spells. So keep that in mind. If there's something that I'm saying to you that you feel has value... Um, and it might cause you to look at something in a way that, uh, you know, it's just said in a specific way that, a particular way that enables you to unlock a door with a key that you didn't realize you had. Uh, or that you didn't even realize there was a door there in the first place. And then you apply it because you see that something with what you just heard resonated with something within you to tune into that best version of yourself. That just feels so good when you feel so much in your element, huh? Wow. Such a good vibe. Anyway, here we are back at the apartment and uh, I will bid you adieu. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tony Danza with a very special message. Now that we're near, uh, nearing the end of 2019, some of you might be considering what your special goals and dreams and chores uh, that you're going to get done before the end of 2020. Some of you might still have some of those goals that you're working on today. Or, or, or even tomorrow. Today's uh, December 30th. Tomorrow's December 31st. And uh, that's New Year's Eve. Some of you might have made these New Year's resolutions saying, I gotta lose this weight. <laughs> 
I gotta work out. I gotta learn how to play pinochle. I gotta make new paintings. I gotta build that shelving unit. I gotta fill up the pool. You know, everybody's got uh, their certain uh, New Year's resolutions. So, if you haven't done that stuff yet, if you were planning on doing all that stuff before the close of 2019, and you want to put it off for 2020, you could do that. Heck, what if every month you made yourself a, a resolution? What if every month you gave yourself something to do? And you said, by the end of this month, I'm going to get this done. By the end of that month, I'm going to get this done. Heck, and then maybe you go to yourself, you say every week. Every week, by the end of this week, I'm going to get this done. By the end of that week, I'm going to get that done. And then what if you looked at every single day and he says to yourself... Now, here's a day filled with lots of potential. We got 12 hours in this day. Let's do some stuff by the end of the day. Let's get this goal done, okay? Let's get this thing accomplished. Cross that off the bucket list. What if every day you was crossing something off the bucket list, huh? Nobody wants to be going dead, filled with a whole bunch of regrets in their head, right? Nobody wants to do that. So you might as well uh, get it done before the end of the day. It's worth it. It's worth it to try to try it out, you know? Because there's lots of other things out there that, you, that, that, that you're spending your time on. Instead of the things that you know you got to be doing. Do you really need to look at all those old episodes of Seinfeld again? I mean, yeah, he's a funny guy, sure. I love Seinfeld as much as the next guy. But let's say, uh, you know, you got to be doing your push-ups. You got to be doing your pull-ups. Not to mention your sit-ups. And your jumping jacks. And your squats and your burpees. Okay? So you got all that stuff. You got to do that stuff. That takes time to do that stuff. Maybe you could do that while you're watching your Seinfeld. It doesn't have to be either or. Right? You don't got to do either this one or, or, or that one over there. You could do both of them. I think this year is going to be a year filled with multitasking. You know, what can I do at the same time as I'm doing this other thing? Anyway, that's my special message to you. I'm uh, your official celebrity friend, Tony Danza. May you have a wonderful 2020. And enjoy the rest of this year while you still got it going. It's only a couple days.